hope to me is that 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 resilience, that 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 ability to keep um, keep looking towards the future, to to keep keep driving on um, through those difficult circumstances. Hello and welcome to this episode of Tinker Talks, the audio format podcast that discusses everything inside the fence of Tinker Air Force Base. I'm your host, April McDonald. Today's episode is part of our monthly AFMC Connect series. AFMC Connect is an effort by Air Force Materiel Command to reinforce the importance of connection and how it can encourage early help-seeking behaviors. The topic for December is hope. Hopelessness is identified as one of several risk factors associated with suicide. Our goal is to have a workplace culture where checking in with others and seeking help when needed becomes a common occurrence. With me to discuss hope and how to press on during difficult times is our wing chaplain, Chris Reeder. Good morning, sir, and thank you for being here today. Hi, thanks, April. My pleasure. I'm happy to be here. So we'll just start out with a... Um, what does hope mean to you, and how does it help us get through the struggles of everyday life? Yeah, April, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and it kind of depends on what we mean by hope, in what context. In other words, um, hope can be a couple of different things, right? You can think of hope as, well, I hope for something, right? I hope for a puppy, or I hope to get a promotion, or I hope to to get this next thing, Um but I think in the context of what we're talking about, we're talking about hope as something different. I think we're talking about hope more as um, how hope is tied to resilience, mm-hmm. having hope for hope for future, hope for um, just hope in life, uh, a positive outlook uh, aspect of hope. And I think that's kind of what we're what we're looking at. So, um, what does it mean to me, and how does it help us get through the struggles of everyday life? Um, in that context, you know, if you have um, I mean, there's been times, um, and really not that long ago, you know, you have a work situation that's maybe not great. Um, it's, it takes a, a real, um, your, your hope takes a real hit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to have hope in those situations and, and, and push on. Um, and so, um, you have to, you know, try to find a way to, to find something positive to, right. to reflect on, to keep, keep driving through those difficult times. Um, so hope to me is that, that, that resilience, that, that, that ability to keep, um, keep looking towards the future, to, to keep, keep driving on, um, through those difficult circumstances. Um, Paul tells us in Romans, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. So, you know, when we drive through those things, try to be patient and, and, and I think prayerful too, you know, if you're asking what gets you know, get you through those times, mm-hmm. you know, speaking for myself, um, prayer, you know, even if it's just a prayer of, you know, God, get me through this, right? you know, those, <laughs> those times, uh, some of those times prayers are the best prayers, you know, mm-hmm. they're the most sincere. So I think that's kind of what helps get me through the struggles. Yes. When I was thinking about this, I was, I was thinking, you know, hope is, it's not something somebody else can do for us. We have to do it right. ourselves, which makes it a little bit more difficult, I think. Yes. So I definitely agree that somebody can't do it for you. Does it come from ourselves? I don't know. 
that one I might debate a little bit. And again, I'm thinking another something that uh, that Paul said in Romans: "May the God of hope." Right. So for me, the source of my hope isn't isn't me. Right. Uh, you know, the source of my hope is is God, and and giving me that that hope and resilience. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe for some folks, you know, that maybe religion isn't their thing. You know, maybe maybe they're uh, they're the source of their own hope. But that's that's a large theological debate. If you want to get into that one, that's <laughs> right. We may not have time for that today. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, holidays are a time of joy for most, but for some it can be challenging. So what can we do to help members of our team team who feel vulnerable and alone during this time of the year? Yeah, April, that's a great question. You know, one of the things I've appreciated most about being in the Air Force is uh, how a lot of folks take care of each other. And I think this happens a, a lot more in our organization than it does, say, in the, in the civilian world. And uh, I'll see if I can illustrate what I mean by that. Um, for a lot of my years as a chaplain, uh, we've had things, we've tried to do things like adopt an airman programs, right? Particularly this time of year, right? Thanksgiving. Right. Adopt an airman programs and uh, say, hey, you know, here's all these airmen living in the dorms. We need people to adopt them, bring them into their house for Thanksgiving. And we've had lots of folks volunteer to be the host families. And time and time again, we've had zero airmen volunteer to be adopted. Oh. Why? Right. Because their squadrons are taking care of them. Right. Quite frankly, there's you know the the squadrons are really good this time of year about uh, in the leadership and supervision. You know, if you got an airman who who doesn't have he's far from home, he's living in the dorms, he doesn't have the the squadrons are really good about taking care of their own, and I really appreciate that. Um, and I think that's how it should be. You know, we should take care of our own like that. So um, that's that's really good. So uh, you know, what can we do this time of year to help members? who do feel vulnerable and hurting, I say do more of that. You know, look for the people around you that are uh, maybe feeling that way and, and, and invite them. Um, Low-key, you know, no strings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I've also heard some horror stories about people, you know, having airmen over to their house and then putting them to work. Don't do that, please. <laughs> uh, just just feed them. But, right. um, you know, take care, of, take care of folks. That's how you can, can, can really help. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I have a song that I love called Worn by the band 10th Avenue North, and it starts with the line, I'm tired, I'm worn, my heart is heavy from the work it takes to keep on breathing. I think a lot of us can relate to that after the events of the last two years. There are days when it's just a struggle to breathe, much less get out of bed and come to work. So what can we do to help keep a positive mindset even during the hard times? Yeah, boy, this this is dragging on, isn't it? I it mean, is. we thought this was going to be what six months and then a year, and here we are, you know, almost two years later, and we're still going through it. Um, and it does have a tendency to kind of wear you down, I think, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think of three things I think come to my mind when when I think about this. Um, the first thing I would say is this: this is not forever. I know it seems like it's taking forever. Uh, it really does, but it it there will be an end to this. Um, uh, this is not going to last forever. One of these days, this is going to be a distant memory. I don't know when that's going to be, and I don't know what normal will look like after that. But one of these days, this is going to be a, a a distant memory. All this will be over. Uh, the second thing I think about is that you know, even in these hard times, these hard times can have positive impacts. You know, there's there's a lot of, of strengthening strengthening that comes out of difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look for the positives. Um, 
you know, some people have learned a lot more about their faith, you know, through these hard times. Um, others have gotten closer to their families, you know, particularly through the, the early days of the lockdown. Right. Uh, you know, so there's some positive benefits. Many, many parents have learned a lot about what their kids are actually learning in school. <laughs> you know, having to do uh, the school online, they're going, wait a minute, what? You know, yes. what are they teaching you? Um, and so they've gotten a little bit more involved. Um, good things can come out of bad situations. Um, I, I, I think of the story of Joseph from, from the Bible. And, you know, if you don't know the story, I'll cover it real quickly. Of, you know, Joseph was, he had all these brothers. He was the youngest brother, um, and his daddy favored him, and the brothers were really jealous. And uh, so one day the, the brothers, they, they kidnapped him, they threw him into a well, and they sold him into slavery and uh, into Egypt. And uh, he goes to Egypt, and, and uh, just one bad thing happens after another. He ends up in prison, uh, but through a sequence of events, a long chain of events, uh, he ends up giving advice to the Pharaoh, to the king, about how to prepare for a coming famine. And Pharaoh appreciates his vice so much, he makes him the second most powerful person in all of Egypt. And one day, Joseph's brothers uh, come down to Egypt to buy grain because where they're from, they're in a famine. And uh, after a little while, Joseph reveals himself to his brothers. He says, I'm your brother Joseph, right? And they're afraid. They think that Joseph is going to kill them as revenge for what they did to him. Mm -hmm. And Joseph says, no. He says, what you intended for evil, God intended for good. Okay, there's a lot of things in this world that, that, that are evil or hard, but you know what? God can make good out of those bad situations. Yes. So that's the second thing I think of. The third thing I think of is this. One of my chaplains uh, mentioned this in a sermon the other day, and I wish I could find the quote. It's a great quote, but it, he talked about how, you know, we have a tendency to count our problems more than we count our blessings. Mm-hmm. How about if we count our blessings instead of counting our problems? Yes. You know, um, that's a different perspective, and, and it takes some intentionality. You know, you have to have to um, uh, train yourself to think of things that way. Mm -hmm. But how about if we, we we count our blessings instead of our problems? Yes. Yeah. So I think those things will help you get out of bed and have a positive I, mindset. I think so. It's a lot of times it's hard to see all the good when you're in the middle of the bad. But right. you just, you have to, you have to look for some good in the middle of the bad. And you may not see that good until much, much later, but as you're going through it, maybe, okay, is there some good, you know, what good can come out of this? Or look back on previous times when you went through a bad time and you found good in it and say, okay, well, maybe this will turn out the same way. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Lately, there's been a lot of uncertainty, which undoubtedly has led to a lot of stress for people. How would you recommend someone manage their stress so it doesn't lead to bigger concerns? Yeah, take a breath. Just <laughs> take a breath. Our, our, our one-year-old son, um, TJ, his name is Timothy James. We call him TJ. He's one years old. Uh, when he's drinking his bottle, man, he just goes for it, right? You know, he's in there and just drinking. And we'll have to remind him, we'll say, TJ, breathe. And I go... <laughs> okay, take a breath. Just breathe. Sometimes when I'll get stressed, we'll be driving, I'll get stressed. And uh, my wife will tell me, Daddy, breathe, right? You know, just, right. just like we tell him, Daddy, breathe. And we'll hear him in the back seat going, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> thanks for the sport, son. You know, just uh -huh. take a breath. Take a breath. Relax. You know, you may need to go for a walk, step outside, whatever. But, but take a breath. You know, there are things in life that we can control, and there are things in life that we can't. 
And part of the trick is separating the things we can control from that that we can't. Things you control, there's not a, the things you cannot control, there's not a whole lot of sense getting upset about it, right? Because right. you can't right. do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the things that you can control, then work towards <laughs> working that. Um, and I, as I think about that, I'm reminded of the classic uh, AA serenity prayer. You know, um, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Life isn't meant to be lived alone in our own little bubbles. For some, their lives revolve around their friendships on social media. While social media is helpful with keeping in touch with family and friends, it brings its own stressors. What advice would you give someone to help them unplug from social media? Yeah, um, put down your phone. And I say this completely cognizant of the fact that I walked in with two of the bloody things, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, they made you real friends. Right. Uh, I, working on my doctorate um, it goes into a little bit of generational studies on uh, millennials and, and Gen Z and, and social media and the impact of social media. And there's a, a sociologist out of uh, California named uh, Jean M. Twingy, and she's wrote, written a couple of books, uh, one called Generation Me and the other um, iGen. And she talks about the, the connectivity and, and, and the promise of social media, right? The promise of social media was, hey, you know, social media is going to help you be more connected with more people and it's going to enhance your relationships. And really what's happened is the opposite. Mm-hmm. Is it's become this substitute and a poor one at that. Um, and, and people, um, and, and they found that, you know, you don't really have real connections. Right. Uh, they're, they're, they're fake connections. Um, and, and they're not genuine. And a lot of, uh, I'll also think about a lot of times on social media, people feel, um, more free to be unkind than they would be to your face. Yes. And, 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 and that's a, that's a problem. Um, and what happens is we, we then lack real face-to-face interpersonal relationship Mm -hmm. and and studies show people are happier with that, but they've replaced so much of it with social media. Um, you know, put, 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 put down the phone. Yes. You know, go, go outside. <laughs> you know, go for a jog. Something. You know, go talk Something. to somebody. You right, know? right. Uh, <laughs> in-person interaction. Yes, I agree. I have a 14-year-old, and she has online friends, and she just stresses all the time over, well, this person's doing this or that, and I need to help them. No. You don't. No, and don't <laughs> compare yourself to them either, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the other, another problem with social media is, you know, you see these wonderful lives that people are leading on Instagram and, and, and everything. That's not real. It's not. You know, th- this, is, this is people putting snapshots of their life mm-hmm. out public. The best ones, the best moments of their life for yes. everybody to look at, <laughs> it paints the picture that this is their everyday life, and it's not. It's not. And you no. can't you can't compare yourself to that. You cannot. You cannot. It's yeah. it's definitely a struggle for even you know my age and much less the younger people. Yep. So, and fortunately, my one year old hasn't started doing that yet. So he he doesn't. It's coming. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> you'll learn things. That, you'll that, that was a prayer, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You'll you'll wonder where did he learn. You know, this I wonder is, where he learns most of the stuff he knows now. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> so do you have any tips on how to create a good work-life balance? Yeah, none. 
<laughs> Absolutely none. I've got, I've got nothing on this one. I uh, we we got a new staff, so, uh, a new uh, superintendent at the chapel uh, recently, and I thank God he's a blessing. Uh, but we had our staff meeting the other day, and he's going through his leadership philosophy. And one of his leadership philosophies is about work life balance. And he looks over at me and he goes, "Sir, you're not doing this well." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I knew I, I got nothing. I mean, if I had uh, any tips on a work-life balance, I would be more uh, balanced, uh, balanced myself. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> oh, maybe we should uh, get your new superintendent in here. Yeah, and, and <laughs> maybe him. he's got some ideas. <laughs> have him help us out. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, chapel is a great place to start for those who have lost hope and are looking to find it. But where else should people go if they're struggling and need help? Yeah, no, we're just the chapel. No, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. That's that's not that's not serious. Um, two things come to mind on that one. One is chapel related. The the other is not. Um, the chapel related one is the latte lounge, right? So that's that's a. a, a a place that we have over in the dorms for the airmen to come, hang out, um, get some coffee, play pool, play some instruments. There's musical instruments over there. I don't know. Maybe talk to a live person instead of you know, uh, you know, being on social media. Um, get to know each other, right? You know, so socialize, congregate, uh, things like that. That's one thing that comes to mind. Uh, the other is uh, Pam Kloiber's Home Away From Home, and I think you had them recently. Yes, we did. Yeah, so great, great organization uh, that, you know, links a, a young airman up with, with a host family. And again, it, it underscores that actual in-person connection, right? But right. gives them something more. I think that uh, I was reading something just the other day about – um, how our education system, for example, stovepipes kids into uh, situations where they only know people their own age, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's unprecedented in our history. Um, but we stovepipe these kids; and they don't know something like uh, homes away from home. You know, gives them a chance to interact intergenerationally, uh, to to learn something, to have the experiences or the help of people who uh, uh, have been there further along in life. Um, help them learn how to adult, uh, and uh, now that that's a verb, and uh, you know, I think that's just a great thing. You know, I'm, I'm a, a firm believer in intergenerational ministry and intergenerational uh, activities. Uh, Homes away from home is a great organization. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Anyone, military, civilian, or contractor, can come to the chapel to talk to the chaplains, correct? Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're primarily there for the active duty, right? And I say that from the perspective of that's who we're funded and manned for. But uh, we absolutely are, are, are there for everybody. You know, if anybody uh, comes, walks in, uh, and has a problem, we're, we're, that, that's what we do. You know, we're, right. that's, we're, we're there to help them. Uh, and then one of the benefits, I'll also take this opportunity, you know, anything that they say to that chaplain, right, uh, in that counseling situation is 100% confidential, no exceptions. And, and that's, um, we're the only ones that, it's because we're religious prof- professionals, but uh, that's a real safe place uh, that creates a lot of safety for you to be able to talk freely. Yes. Uh, so 100% confidential, no exceptions. So, All right. Good to, good to know. Mm-hmm. How do people get in touch with you? Just call the chapel, Main Chapel Line, 734-2111. All right. Is there anything we haven't touched on that you would like to talk about or add to this conversation? Yeah, happy Thanksgiving and have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for sitting down with me today. 
My for pleasure. for those of you who want to know more about AFMC Connect, visit afmc.af.mil/connect. To find out what's happening at Tinker Air Force Base, follow us on social media at Tinker Air Force Base on Facebook and Instagram and at team underscore Tinker on Twitter or visit our website at tinker.af.mil. And for those of you out there who are struggling with finding your hope, reach out to somebody, whether it's the chaplains or it's a coworker, whoever, just reach out to someone because they want to help you and we all want you to to find your hope and, and get through it so thanks for listening have a great day